Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. This is Penn Sunday School. And to our listening ears, all angels sings and round us Here we go. Ho, ho, ho. Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to Penn Sunday School's Holiday Spectacular. We're broadcasting here in, in Las Vegas. <laughs> First thing on our Christmas list is getting back to old business. We tagged the, uh, the, we teased the Emmys in the last show. We didn't get to it at all. We'll get to that. But... First things first, here he is preaching the love, Pendulette. I'm preaching love, but I wouldn't bet your nutsack will get to the Emmys, because I just <laughs> looked up. You said, was it up on the housetop or up on the rooftop? Yes. And I went to the um, uh, the inner tube, and the song is called Up on the Housetop. Wow, that's... And it is considered to be the second written, earliest, early, modern, earliest thing uh, a lot of qualifiers. Second, <laughs> secular Christmas song. Oh, what right. is the first secular Christmas song? Jingle bells. Yes, correct. And um, most of the um, what they would call today in the Marvel universe canon mm-hmm. came from a visit from Saint Nicholas. The poem. It was written housetop up on the housetop by Benjamin Hanby. And he wrote it, get this, dig this, he wrote it in 1864, okay? And it's, uh, it's, it, it focuses primarily on Santa Claus, the first one. And he was born in Rushville, Ohio. And the other song that's best known after Up on the Housetop, what's his second best known song? This is uh, Benjamin Hanneby. Second best known song after this one. Darling Nellie Gray. Darling. Ah, oh, on the tip of my tongue. And the modern lyrics are up on the housetop slash rooftop reindeer paws. Oh, so you can do rooftop if you want. Well, this is what bothers me. The name of the fucking song is up on the housetop. You change that lyric? Yeah. Hey, Bob, <laughs> don't make it bad. The song is called, you say you want an insta <laughs> I don't think you can change the words when they're in the title. Well, that's just like your opinion, man. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. So that's the okay. modern lyrics. Up on the housetop, house reindeer, pause. Pause. Out jumps good old Santa Claus, down through the chimney with lots of toys, all for the little ones, Christmas joys. Ho, ho, you fucking ho, ho, ho. Who wouldn't go up on the housetop, click, click, click. But it says that click, 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 you often snap your fingers instead. This I wish was the case. That's as as satisfying to do as yelling fucking whore to Neil Diamond. It is. How do they get ho, go, but not blow in that rhyme scheme? Ho, 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 who wouldn't go, pull out my cock, give it a blow. Yeah. (laughs) But here's the original lyrics, okay? Up on the house... 
no delay, no pause. Not no delay, no hooves. <laughs> Up on the house, no delay, no pause. Clatter the steed of Santa Claus. Down through the chimney with loads of toys. Ho for the little one's Christmas joys. So the original one, you bring a prostitute to the children. <laughs> up and up through the nineteenth so century. So Scandinavian. They just think differently than us. Up through up through the nineteenth century. Yeah. That's what was done on Christmas. What, yeah. What about the version up on the housetop, no feet, no paws? Oh yeah. There yeah. was that one as just well. Just hooves. Just hooves. <laughs> hoof, hoof, hoof. Yeah. That's uh so I think we've I think we've um I think we'd see Beaten that to death. <laughs> Beaten that like Cupid with his hooves. Now, I want to just tell you, here's why we're one of the many reasons we're so sad Gilbert was dead. Because if Gilbert were alive and yeah. sitting here, we'd get another four shows out of house. Out of the, and when there were hooves on the reindeer, the hooves would come in and they would attack you in the neck. In the neck came the hooves. The hooves were in the neck. That's what we would have. And we would have that for two, three hours. Yes, that is true. That is true. But um, sadly, we miss. Uh, I think I'll get my kids a sex worker for hol- for for, uh, for for holidays. For an old-fashioned Christmas. For an old-fashioned Scandinavian. Hallmark's old-fashioned Scandinavian Christmas. We like the way they do health care. <laughs> if you like the way they do health care, you'll love the way they do sex work. <laughs> For the holidays. It's it's almost, it's getting cold out. Our kids should know the warmth of, of fucking. Yeah, they should. They should. Yeah. With a paid professional. Yeah. So I'm going to really usher it, make it about them. Pascal Forge. Pascal Forge. Pascal Forge said, just listen to the episode where you say, what's that? Forget. Forget, I'm sorry. Forget. It's written out how to pronounce it. I still did it wrong. <laughs> it's spelled forget. Oh. Pascal forget. Okay. What about that wager? Ah, forget about it. <laughs> um, Pascal forget. Just listen to the episode where you say that a la mode means in the style of the world. As a French speaker, oh, la di Oh, uh, excuse us. La di da. Uh, uh, excusez-moi. <laughs> Pardon. Excusez-nous. Yeah. Excusez-nous en tout hédez. Comment t'appelle-t-il? Que si? Uh, quel embouteillage? <laughs> quel embouteillage? A bibliothèque? It's time to be corrected by a French person. Qu'est-ce que c'est, n'est-ce pas? You know... If you're in France, it's always time to be corrected by a French person. <laughs> There's always time for that, no matter what. During their long eating of the pong, let's have some pain and some butter. <laughs> As a French speaker, I'm a bit confused. That's all you need from that letter. <laughs> <laughs> then we're doing our job. If you're a French speaker and you are listening to Penn Sunday School, you are going to be confused. <laughs> that comes with it. We are speaking a different language. <laughs> I don't know. No, no entiendo. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking Spanish. Sorry. Yes. No entender. No, that's still Spanish. No, uh, no ecute, ecute. No, ecute means no listen, uh, yeah. which is my advice to French speakers. <laughs> <laughs> no ecute. Ped Sunday School. No ecote if you don't speak English. 
As a French speaker, I'm a bit confused. A la mode simply means fashionable. Mode means fashion. Stylish could work as a translation too. Elle est à la mode, à la mode. But in the style of the world may be a confusion with monde, which does mean world, but is a different word than mode. World map, carte de monde. Okay. And while I'm at it, because <laughs> you know the French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they start correcting you. I honestly, my stepmother's from France. She never went with one item. <laughs> <laughs> she gets on a roll. Yes. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Uh, when, while I'm at it, first names with a hyphen are really popular in the French world. Yeah. Jean-Baptiste, Jean-Francois, Marie Houlier, Marc-Antoine, and in Quebec, notice I said that, yeah. Quebec, wasn't that pretty hip? That was Quebec. great. You nailed that. Yeah. I didn't do Quebec. No. Quebec. Don Quixote. Double last names, too, as kids keep the last name of both parents. So, yes, there can be Pierre-Marc Le Pen Blondeau. And who's this? Forget? 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 Forget. Forget wrote in. This is great. And that explains everything, because Lin-Manuel Miranda is from France. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But here's the point. Everything I said about in the style of the world. Yes. Works well with fashionable too. That's that's what I, I like mm-hmm. that in the style of fashion. That means if I am wearing an ugly shirt, but I put a scoop of ice cream on it, exactly, <laughs> <laughs> then I can go to the party. Yeah, all a mode means fashionable. <laughs> fashionable. I would like. I've been to France. I'll announce the party <laughs> as I shove ice cream on my shirt. Is that Rocky Road? <laughs> Is that Rocky Road soaking through your chest? Uh, yep. And those nuts are right on my nipples. <laughs> I have the nipple nuts, which is a la mode. <laughs> a la mode. I am fashionable. Yes. That's my French accent. <laughs> um, I also, well, I'm sure I, I could, you could take this to the bag. <laughs> Pascal, Pascal for Jet will be riding it again. <laughs> you, can, you can take that to the bag. And I would just like to know. One question, Pascal. One question, and that is, whose French accent is better, mine or Pepe Le Pew's? <laughs> you can write back just one word, Pepe or Pen. Pepe or Pen. Pepe is Pepe. Pepe is is is, Fr- is France and Spain two different places? Because because Pepe isn't Pepe a Spanish name? Pepe. It, it's Pepe. And Pepe. Is the French version? <laughs> no, the other way around. Pepe is the French version. Pepe is. But it's the, Pepe Le Pew. It's Pepe Le Pew. It's not. No. I, <laughs> no. <laughs> and he hops like a skunk. He's a skunk, but he paints. No one on Warner Brothers was ever like, ah, uh-uh, it's pronounced Pepe. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, but, but, but isn't it spelled with two accents? P E P E with two accents? Which you can't have two accents. Well, Pepe! If you can have <laughs> no if you can have two first names, you can have two accents. Both both syllables are accented. Okay! <laughs> no, both syllables. Okay! No, but the accents in French don't have to do with uh emphasis. It has to do with pronunciation. Really? Yeah. So it's Pepe? <laughs> it's PayPal. I can't wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna correct everyone back. It's actually Pepe because of French and how French is spoken. How often? Just I just want to know. Yeah. In your day to day life. Yeah. 
How often does Pepe Le Pew come up? <laughs> My kids still watch cartoons, so it could come up at any moment. And me correcting them is something they're very used to anyway. Yeah, yeah. Because they think you're French. Because <laughs> your stepmother was French, right? <laughs> but if you're in France, you can be corrected on anything. Yeah. yeah. That's the way they are over there. Yeah. They're, they're French. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was in France for um, 23 hours. Mm-hmm. Did a residence show over there. 1981, went to the Louvre. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I know the Pascal's on that. Louvre? Excuse me. Louvre? Did you say Louvre? It's pronounced hippopotamus. Yeah. It doesn't rhyme I with- went to the hippopotamus museum. It's the way we say it. Okay. I went to the Louvre. I saw like the Mona Lisa and I was done. Up on the glass tower triangle pyramid. Louvre, Louvre, Louvre. <laughs> We hear the reindeers, hoof, hoof, hoof. <laughs> yeah. Hoof and loof. Hoof and loof. Yeah, that's what it would be. The French is up in the Arctic Circle, isn't it, France? <laughs> Have you been to France? Never. Never. And I feel bad. I've had a sister who lives there for, lived there for over a decade. Have you been to France? Uh, I was at the airport, and I took two years of French in high school. Orly or De Gaulle? De Gaulle. Ah, that counts. I remember because uh, I got very panicked when I was on Jeopardy. I, I I was only on Jeopardy once. I don't remember who won that show. I'll look it up. Oh, it was you. Yeah, it was me that won. I had they, they airports of the world. Yeah. When I see airports of the world, one of the categories, I go. I can rest this buzzer head. <laughs> <laughs> but that's always with me with rivers. It's always like a river category. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know rivers. But is there, are there people that just go? Oh, I know rivers. I think so. Well, especially because the way some some people are taught to like study up on stuff. I'm sure they study all kinds of veins of, of, of knowledge. And I'm sure if all of a sudden mountains of the world come up, they're like, oh, fuck yes. I spent a whole Tuesday on this. Yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. I have mnemonic devices. Yeah, exactly. I'm ready. Okay. Alps, that's a 10. <laughs> you know, if I had to name mountain ranges. Yeah. Rockies. Yeah. Alps, yeah, Andes, yeah. You're, I'm done. You're no, you got one more in you, don't you think? H, Himalayas, yeah. How many I'm, you got ready? No, I'm done. Smokies, <laughs> oh, Andirodex, what? Adirondacks. That's isn't it? I've never heard it pronounced in my life. Sorry. Yeah, I think it's Adirondacks. Oh, Adirondacks. Yeah. 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 Uh, the uh, the Appalachian. No, the, the Appalachian Mountains. You're not even out of North America yet, you guys. No. Oh, you guys are good at mountain ranges. We got to beat you guys on Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on Jeopardy last week. Yeah. Double Jeopardy. The category was PJs. Oh, that's and you. you know, you know what they said? They said then the category is. PJ, like Penn Gillette, would be one of those. Wow. Oh, you were just the, you weren't even an answer. You were the example of all answers. I was the example of all answers, yeah. And then they said, for they didn't say, for example, Pierre Jardin. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone would be like, does the hyphen count? Do we care about the hyphen? Do we don't care about the hyphen? Yeah, Penn Gillette. If I were in the writer's room yeah. in Jeopardy, I'll just tell you, if I'm in the writer's room at Jeopardy, Jeopardy's in the toilet. <laughs> I mean, that's something you can learn from that. Yeah. Uh, who's in the writer's room? It's Penn. Ah, oh, God. Oh. Are we off the air yet? <laughs> Last year Very Jeopardy. soon. Last year Jeopardy. Um, if I were in the writer's room, 
I would say, I think using Pedro Gillette as an example of PJ is a very bad example because many people think Gillette is spelled correctly with a G. Right. And it is. Why don't we use Peter Jones? Yeah. Why use Penn Gillette? Now, you know, right now, Pascal's thinking, he's not pronouncing his name exactly. <laughs> his name is really Gillette. <laughs> right. uh, I guess it's, I bet why you're an example of why it works is because Someone probably suggested you for an answer, and they think too many people would think it's PG, and we can't do it. And then someone's like, "Well, then we'll use them as an example. Then let we'll educate the audience that yeah, it's spelled yeah. PJ." Because if there's one thing the education system in America needs, yeah, it's how to spell pendulum. <laughs> they don't need to understand the Constitution or the three branches of government, yeah, or a river or a mountain, yeah, no. They need to know how to spell Pendulette. That's what the uh, people are grabbing. So anyways, thank you so much um, for Jet. Yes. Uh, Pascal for Jet. Yes. It's a good name, you know. It is a good name. And it's also nice to have a name that's spelled forget, and then you're going to know for Jet. Don't forget, it's for Jet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I would say that every time. Every, every day of your life. Be my friend, please be my pet. Don't forget. It's for Jet. <laughs> His you, you would have written that in every uh, yearbook in high school. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. It's not forget. It's for Jet. If he didn't already say it, he's saying it now. Yeah. You're welcome, buddy. Yeah, yeah. You'll yeah. be happy about that. What else oh, do we have? Oh, Emily, Emily just texted in the Poconos. Ah, right. She oh. Yeah. Um, uh, for Gi uh, Brian writes in, I read an article recently where Julian Casablancas of the Strokes said that Lou Reed hated the Beatles. To the best of your knowledge, was Lou not a big Beatles fan? Uh, Lou was not a big Beatles fan. I never heard, in the time we spent together, I never heard him say anything particularly good about the Beatles. Interesting. I never heard him say anything bad about the Beatles. I don't think the Beatles exist in Lou Reed's world. Right. I, I think Lou Reed would say, oh, were they uh, from New York? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, no, the Beatles were not from New York, Lou. They're, uh, they're, from, uh, they're from England. They're from uh, Liverpool. Okay. Yeah. He'd be done then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, part of your, like, he, I always liked how you would describe aspects of him that he considered his job. Right. And part, part of your job, I think, as a rock star is to be dismissive of the bands that came from the generation before you, right? Like, they're old, you're new. Yeah. 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 Of course, the Beatles were in a generation before Lou. Lou was recording doo-wop songs in the late 50s. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. He worked for, a, uh, like, a song mill and did, like, songs like Do the Ostrich and uh, that, stuff like that. That popular hit. Maybe 60. Two, maybe 61, maybe not late 50s. But he was certainly singing doo-wop in the late 50s. Because Paul Simon and Lou Reed care about nothing but except Dion. Mm -hmm. right. Dion is yeah. everything to them. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it seems people of that age in uh, in New York or New Jersey, everything's Dion, right? Is your dad like Dion freak? No. Oh, well, I mean... He liked Dion, and then also the, that Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons, which is aping that same style, mm -hmm. is around that time for sure. And, and then, Frankie Valli would have been stupider than Dion. 
so more suited to Jersey. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I mean, the, Jersey's point of view on music is, if you're going to be smart, don't do music. There's a bunch of smart people yeah. out of Jersey. Yeah. A lot of smart people, but not smart musicians. Yeah. Buzz Aldrin, we just got your SATs. You're going to the moon. <laughs> you're not picking up a guitar. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm haunted so much by uh, Mike Collins, you know, my favorite yeah. astronaut. My favorite astronaut is Mike I, Collins. I, I think of him every time you try and sit in my car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike, uh, Mike Collins said, this, this, this breaks my heart, and I try to learn from this. He said, Buzz Aldrin was so bothered by not being the first man on the moon, he didn't enjoy being the second. Yeah. Yes. Oh. That that just that just makes me feel terrible. Yeah, yeah. That's the way we live our lives. A lot of us. Yeah. That's and I don't want to be like that. I want to yeah, be yeah. better. So, um, Montes Caucasus. What's that? Montes Caucasus. Is that a mountain range next to the Sea of Tranquility? <laughs> <laughs> you can tie everything together, can't you? <laughs> Tranquility base here. Like, did you, uh, like Springsteen just put out an album. Do you know about this? All covers. All covers. All soul covers. Yes. And this is the thing. It's like, you talked about the Jersey thing. It's like. I listen to Only the Strong Survive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's good. I mean, it's, it's great. It sounds great. Um, it's just funny to me. There's always a song on a Springsteen album where he so desperately wants to be a crooner. And he's such like a bar voice, you know, mm -hmm. such like a bar band leader voice or whatever. So it's, it's it's like a whole album of him just like really going for it as a crooner is so strange to me. But oh, he's all trying to be a crooner on that. Yeah. I mean, all of them are all soul covers. They're all soul covers, you know. Um, and uh, and they're great. It does sound great, and it's neat as a Springsteen fan. It is neat to hear his voice do those songs. Do you know? Do you know the phrase Jersey Soul? No. No, because it doesn't exist. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's exactly my point. I always pronounce it Suol. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. There's blue-eyed soul. There's Philly soul. There's Motown soul. There's Memphis soul. Yeah. There's New Orleans soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jersey soul? No. Not so the much. The best you got at Jersey soul is Springsteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, Sam Cooke. Not from not from Jersey. I don't think so. so. I don't think so. Is uh, Sam Cooke best soul singer? Otis Redding, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. If you say soul singer, I think Sam Cooke's the first name I think of. And everyone's asking me. So Yeah, they are. Down. Right after they're done talking about Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> <laughs> now, Randy Rick's got something to say about this. What are you going to say? Marvin Gaye. Marvin, Marvin oh, Gaye is the answer. Come on. Marvin Gaye is the answer, the only answer. This is what I buzzed him with Sam Cooke on Family Feud, and then the other family said Marvin Gaye, and they got to go. Yeah. yeah. That's what happened right there. Yeah. And on Jeopardy. Yeah. We're talking um, soul singers like Marvin Gaye, for instance. Yes. That's, PJ would be Penn Jillette. Soul singer would be uh, Marvin Gaye. Yeah. 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 Sam Cooke is not a bad singer. But for pure soul singing, yeah, Marvin Gaye. Oh, oh, mercy, mercy. Yes, yeah. That's a that's a good. He never did the economy. He did the ecology. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I hosted the um, international Emmys. Yes, fifty year anniversary of the international. Oh, Emmys. and you know what really startled me? It came up on the prompter. Uh, I'd looked at the script before, but someone else wrote the script. 
although I changed it a lot, which by change it, I mean I cut out two-thirds of it. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to be on stage that long. Um, I uh, First thing goes adverbs. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I looked at the prompter, and it said the International Emmys have been around for 50 years. And then it said, 50 years ago, I. And I went, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I've been alive more than 50 years. And it never crossed my mind that I'd been alive more than 50 years, ever. <laughs> never crossed my mind. Didn't cross my mind for a moment. And then I went, 50 years ago, I was 17. Yeah. yeah. I, if I were a normal man... I would have been shaving 50 years ago. As it was, I didn't start shaving till 25. Right. I, I told Glenn. You started doing things that, stories you remember that, that, form, that form who you are now were happening then. I remember things from 50 years ago. Yeah. I mean, I know that I'm a brain in a jar yeah. and all the memories are implanted. I know that. Yes. But I mean, they've implanted memories that seem like they're 50 yeah. years ago. I, I remember the first time I thought, I've known that guy for 20 years. Mm -hmm. Like, wow, I've known somebody for 20 years. Now my new friends are the people I've known for 20 years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, 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 it's creepy. It's horrible. It's horrible. But I hosted the, the Emmys, and I was mostly reading Prompter, and I wore a tuxedo. You're great. People, people said that. I guess tuxedos work because all these people on um, Twitter – yeah. We're, we're being very, very complimentary about me. Even. There's uh, that purple tie, the purple bow tie. Oh, that's Glenn's. Mm. Ah. Glenn tied that tie and put it on me. Wow. The pocket handkerchief was also Glenn. Yeah, the matching pocket square is a nice touch. The, and and, uh, and uh, I'll tell you, here's if you had to say, who are the people in the world who are going to tell you you look good in a tuxedo? I'm thinking you get at least. 300 people into the list before Lawrence Krauss comes up. <laughs> <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. But I saw that he says you look good. Yeah. Lawrence Krauss said on Twitter and also in on on a, on a on a direct message. He said I mean on a, what I on a text. He said look good in that tuxedo. Which is amazing. Lawrence Krauss telling you look good in a tuxedo is something I would not have expected, you know? A cosmologist telling you you look good a cosmetologist telling you a good tuxedo i can say yeah cosmologist no hey hey there this is something else you want to talk about oh yes no, it is holidays are approaching holidays are here really they're here we're in the middle of the holidays it's time to start thinking about what you're going to gift your loved ones and if you're looking for something to get even the hardest to shop for look no further with a personalized coffee subscription from Trade coffee. If you love drinking coffee every morning, and who doesn't? Do you, Handsome Jack, like drinking coffee? I love drinking coffee. Yeah. You have to check out Trade Coffee. Trade makes it super easy to get better coffee delivered fresh from your finest local roasters around the country. You know, we've really got this together. Yeah. The people that advertise on this show now are things we really like. Yes. I love Trade Coffee. I told you, I even got like a really nice uh, French press. Yep. Our buddy uh, for for Jet will be talking about the French. Not actually a French press. He calls it the press. Is he press? No French press. Um, I don't know. What accent was I doing? I don't know. Pew. 
If you've been getting your coffee from the grocery store and drinking the same coffee every day, you need to try something better. Yes. Trade Coffee. Trade makes it easy to get a fresh roast delivered to your doorstep from local roasters around the country. Get it for yourself. Then get it for someone else. Yeah. It's really good. You get you get these, you know, these funky uh labels yeah. from all different places. They're, I got one that says Peru El Can. What how do you say that last word? El Gayacan. Gayacan. What it's delicious. Delicious. Hazelnut butter with hot crepe fudgery as notes. Hot crepe fudgery? fudgery? Yes. That sounds wow. Naughty. That sounds really good. Yeah. Trade Coffee is a coffee subscription service. Makes it so simple to discover new coffees and make your best cup of coffee at home every day. I never made coffee. Like, I mean, a French press is not fancy, I suppose, but it's more than I used to do. Yeah. And it's really worth it. Yes. It's really good. And it's easy. They, they, they grind it just the way you're supposed to, or they won't grind it at all. Yeah. They do it just the way you need it for however you make coffee. They give you new stuff, but it's in the style that you like. You open it up, you smell it. That's the best moment. Yes. It's just really great. Trade makes it easy and convenient to discover new coffees. It's, uh, I get, you know, I get the decaf. Okay. So it's a whole different thing for me, but, um, how many good decafs out there? Which, which people, some people who endless. drink decaf are defeated. Yeah. They shouldn't be. It seems it seems endless. You go to you go to any store. Yeah, you get like one decaf at best, and it's lousy. Yeah, they, I'm getting really good decaf from this. So um, it's wicked good. Treat yourself or a coffee lover in your life to trade. I'd argue with them on that. I'm reading the yeah. copy. I argue with them. I don't think it has to be a coffee lover. Because I think you can become a coffee lover because Trade Coffee is so good. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30. How can that be possible? $30 off a subscription and access to limited-time holiday specials at drinktrade.com slash pen. That's drinktrade.com slash pen for $30 off. Drinktrade.com. So glad to learn about that because my motto... Mm-hmm. Is coffee is the most important meal of the day. Mm. <laughs> you don't use drink drink trade? I don't. You, so you, I'm just learning will. about it. You will. Yeah. And you will love 100%. it. hundred percent. You will absolutely love it. Merry Christmas, Jack. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it product availability just one part that makes o'reilly stand apart the professional parts people oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto parts. so um i was backstage at the um at the uh, international at emmys the emmys you were hosting the emmys. i was standing behind a big big screen mm-hmm. and i was going out to do my few little jokes and there was a woman there who was the trophy deliverer. The trophy deliverer was stage left, and I was stage right, and we were very far apart. But once I went over- Politically or- To just say hi. And I thought I would say something. She said, you know, I got this job uh, from the person who rented me my apartment. She said, you're a dancer. There's this gig at the Emmys. Why don't you bring the trophies out? <laughs> and I said, sure. And I said, well, you, you really have good posture. 
And she said, yes, I'm a dancer. I said, you're a New York dancer with very good posture. She said, yes. I said, you know, I got this thing coming up that I'm going to read prompter, and you got to bring a trophy out. Why don't we switch? And we'll also switch outfits. <laughs> and she said, okay, let's go. I'll wear the tux. You carry the trophy out. But I got to tell you one thing. To wear this outfit, you got to go commando. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm already going commando in the tux. And she said, I know. <laughs> Which I thought was the funniest thing yeah. possible to say. Yeah. It was just terrific. And I really liked, I didn't know women used the term commando. It's one, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's that, fabulous. That's so good. I love that she was just totally ready. And that's great. And, you know, she had this quality that I really like in people of I don't think she was bluffing. Yes. I think yeah. that she would have put the tuxedo on. I'm not sure I could have gotten the dress on. <laughs> <laughs> but she was, um, she did a very good job. And then I asked her later, do you think you could carry that trophy all the way out balanced on your head? <laughs> and she said, um, yes. And then uh, I thought about, well, should I offer her enough money? It would be worth it for her to do that and get fired. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought about that because, you know, I don't like to bluff. Right. I really don't like to bluff. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I thought about that and then said, oh, I could easily offer her the amount of money she's getting paid tonight. But I couldn't offer me the amount of money that I'm getting paid tonight. Because I realized that even if mum was the word, if someone walks out on stage balancing a trophy on their head, yeah. I'm going to get fired. Yes. There's no doubt in anybody. <laughs> even if you are from Portugal yeah. and you have done, you are, you are nominated for the top comedy reality show in Portugal. Yes. You're going to say, it is Ben Gillette? Yeah, yeah. He sees fault. That, that's my point. That dancer is no lone wolf. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. She was recruited. Yeah. You could say, well, it's, it's not Hannity in this case. <laughs> if she pulled out a gun and shot everybody, yeah. you'd say, that's the right wing. They're, insp <laughs> they're inspiring her. But if you walk out with a trophy on your head, yeah. uh, they're going to say, that's Penn's fault. <laughs> when something like that happens, you go, Jesus, Ben, just cut it out. You're here to just read prompter. Can you just not be crazy for just two hours? <laughs> I'll also tell you, the Emmys, they told me it was going to start at 8 yeah. and finish at 10. And you look at that and go, no, it's not no. going to do that. And then I, at the beginning, part of my thing was to just say, there are thousands of people watching all over the world. You don't have to thank them all. <laughs> Keep it to 30 seconds. And, you know, no one's going to listen to me. They did. Started at about 8.02, came down 5 after 10. Oh, wow. There's a guy back there, fabulous producer, who just kind of kept everything in line. Did a great job. Wow. And there were... Um, those guys get asked to do the Oscars and they turn it down. They're like, my reputation. Yeah. <laughs> Your reputation for getting started on time is like, and it's for that, I will not do the Oscars. No. I'm not, why, why ruin a perfect reputation? Yeah. They can't do it right. Or maybe they can whoop the Oscars in the line. That's, that'd be, I'm curious about that. Yeah. But it was uh, a wonderful experience. I, I liked wearing my tuxedo. And I did. Isn't that amazing? 
Yeah. I was like, oh, this is all right. I, well, first of all, I had it fitted for me, right? Yes. And I'm less fat than I was. Right. So I kind of felt okay in the tuxedo. Yeah. And then I went in and uh, I had another experience. You know, I've told this story a million times of you are the mother, that story. <laughs> when, <Yeah>. I, um, <laughs> when I was in a GQ photo shoot, I was a model for a GQ photo shoot. Yes. And the uh, gentleman who was hired to put makeup on me was disgusted. You are the model. Had that experience. I had that experience again. Yeah. Was, uh, the makeup woman mm. was terrific putting makeup on me. But then the hair guy came in and went, uh, looked over at Glenn. We're both standing in tuxedos. Yeah. And said, uh, oh, your hair looks very good already, but I'll try to uh, come over here. And <laughs> Glenn said, no, no, it's, it's him. And he went, okay. <laughs> I, it's what I always get, no matter what I work on, Ugh. for hair, makeup, and wardrobe. People are always like, Ugh. okay. <laughs> I was hoping that today I would have, um, I would create something beautiful, but I guess it's not my day. <laughs> you need the basic raw materials, you know. Uh, I was asked to do a marvelous piece of art, and you've given me crayons? By the way, is it crayons or crayons? Crayons. Of I course. said crayons. Yeah. I was brought up to say crayons. I definitely heard crayons. Really? I'd, I'd never heard that in my life. That's because you're an idiot. Yeah. Well. <laughs> You've got to get around. I, I'm dying to see what Pascal says about crayons. <laughs> crayons. Was, uh, was, Crayon. was Glenn satisfied with you? In, 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 uh, in France, they're called stylobies. <laughs> stylobies are, are crayons. Stylobies. Stilobies. I think that means pen. And crayon. Crayon. Stilobies is a good name for a band. Stilobies is a good name yeah. for a band. You could wear bee costumes and masks if you steal things. <laughs> Stilobies. I see. Huh? Stilobies. But wouldn't you be someone, wouldn't you dress as Winnie the Pooh? Because oh, he yeah. steals from the bees? Oh. Easier costume, too. Plus, pants optional, which is great. <laughs> pants optional. And okay for the chubby ones in the band. <laughs> They're not bothered. Who, who yeah. called that going commando? Uh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, if the <laughs> if bringing out the trophy was done in a Pooh Bear costume, <laughs> many other people would be eligible. Because <laughs> Pooh didn't have perfect posture, did he? No, no. no. He was hunched over that. I'm telling you, this woman had good posture. Yeah. You know, it's just like, I think when you send uh, your daughter... To, uh, to dance school or dance classes, you're, you're, one of the things you want is poise. And now this woman was a Broadway dancer, so she also got that out of it, Yeah, right? But one of the things you want to get is poise and uh, posture. Ah. And I'll tell you, whatever dance school she went to, they delivered poise and posture. Nice. Yeah. And uh, also, uh, uh, she made all her cues. Yeah. yeah. Right She's on it. Well, that's because the executive producer was, boom, he was on. Yeah. And then there was also a, um, there was a giant blue dog backstage um, called like uh, Bluesy or something. It's an Australian. Uh, oh, Bluey? Bluey, yeah. Yes. The Bluey was actually there in person. Really? And the person who does the voice for Bluey's mom. Yes. I had to introduce her and it was Bluey's mom, not mom. Bluey's mom. 
She was there. Boom, that did the voice for that. Just, just someone in a dog costume? What are you talking about? Yeah, with hooves. With hooves. <laughs> <laughs> Not paws, no. hooves. Um, yeah, do you know Bluey? I do. It's, it's a very well-made children's cartoon. Yeah. Cartoon? Or show. Was there, is there a live-action Bluey? I don't, maybe I have it wrong. Oh, so they have a costume that copies the, 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 the character that's in the cartoon. Yeah. Which is drawn with crayons. <laughs> I uh, can't believe we're breaking the fourth wall on Bluey. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, Elizabeth McCracken, you know, the author that I love so yes. much, in her new book, which is... Uh, the hero of this book yeah. it's called, I think. Um, she has a thing about going to a, sh a magic show, which is not ours, which she's been to. Yeah. But going to a magic show, and they're having uh, audience participation. And she talks about how she hates audience participation more than anything in the world. And just said, if I were running for president, uh, my slogan would be, Build the fourth wall. <laughs> he built the fourth wall. She said, I want the fourth wall in all theater all the time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's no fourth wall. On if I, was gonna, I have never read her. If I was going to read a book, she'd just get the latest one. Giant's House. Giant's House. Start with Giant's House. It'll kill you dead. And then go right to the hero of this book. You know, this book is short and fast, really good, but Giant's House is. Have you read Giant's House? No, I'm not. Oh, it's so good. It's crazy good. Yeah. And everybody I've recommended it to loves it. You know what kind of book it is? This will also blow your mind, because it's probably a kind of book you don't read often. It is classified as a romance. Oh, really? Yeah. I, 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 Which I, makes it, makes I was going to guess picture book. Because <laughs> I was reading it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are you reading now, Handsome Jack? Oh. I just read a book about um, two books in a row, uh, one about the making of the musical Grease, the Broadway musical, and one about the making of the Broadway musical, A Chorus Line. I've I, off the top of my head, mm -hmm. I can't think of two things I'm less interested yeah, in. I, I, I believe that. But if you were reading books on faucet repair in Brazil, yeah. mm -hmm. I would have more questions. So, so I read those. Making of Chorus Line, then Making of um, Grease. And now I'm reading a book about, uh, it's called The Genius of Hair, which is about musical hair, of course. Okay, what are you reading, Donnelly? <laughs> Please give me something. I just was showing Amazon looking for the title of the book I was reading, mm -hmm. uh, and I came across Casey the Bat. That's not the one I'm, <laughs> that's my more, most recent order. There's a great book that came out. I, I won't have the name of the title of it. It basically is about um, kind of tracking... Uh, racial injustice in a in a in a positive not a positive way uh in a way that like what do we do about it now that's actually approachable and stuff like that but you know starting off with stories about like how when we first passed laws about like you know both people could you know everyone could swim the swimming pool the amount of towns that just filled in their pool and just paved over it and that kind of stuff yeah. so that no one could go to the pool yeah. that, that people would rather do that and basically like pointing out like how many times we use uh racial fears to actually do things that are counter to all of us and if we just start undoing those things oh, like Christ. how much it would turn I things around tell you how that's horrible yes I yeah, didn't yeah. Even, i didn't even consider that that had happened yeah, yeah. they probably would have closed the schools if they could have right yeah yeah oh, man i'm reading a book uh, john mcwharton who's a great great writer 
I hadn't heard Mc, of him before. I, I think Mc, McWhorter, I think. McWhorter. Yeah. Everybody else has heard of him. Yeah. Everybody in the world except me. And I'm reading the book about nine words. It's all about um, taboo yeah. and obscenity, and it's fabulous. And uh, I'm then reading um, George Saunders' oh, book. his latest? Uh, latest one, yeah. which is really good. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really, uh, I'm really down with that. Yeah. And I'm reading some poetry and then some Spanish. Yeah, the, uh, Moon and I went to his uh, book reading right. event. I, well, I met him at the Dylan thing. That's right. Mm -hmm. And was his book reading good? It was great. It was great. Uh, Moon, i got to tell this. This is a little off topic. But I went with Moon and uh, a friend of hers, this fabulous woman named Claudette. She's 80 years old. She used to be a Broadway actress, was in the original production of How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying. Oh, really? Then she was a writer, and now she teaches writing. And every time Moon talks to her and something horrible has gone, in, gone wrong in Moon's life, which is always, Moon will talk to her about what horrible thing happened. And Claudette, this wise 80-year-old woman, goes, Oh, honey, don't worry. It gets so much worse. <laughs> uh, I found the book. The book is called The Sum of Us by Heather McGee. Mm -hmm. And if you're curious about it all, a podcast called Plain English with Derek Thompson. It's uh, from August 12th. Uh, a New Way to Think About Racism in America is the name of the podcast. Mm -hmm. It's a really great podcast. And then I bought the book after hearing her talk. It's oh, really great. great. Great, great, great. You just, you just bummed my shit so I did, much. I did, I yeah. did. So much. Uh, I'll, I'll try to unbum it. Uh, before we got on air, I saw uh, the way Jack crawled across the table. I said, that reminds me of a hunting story I read recently. What's your hunting story? <laughs> so uh, there's an app that has fucked up shit in the great Northwest. And, and the app is uh, uh, basically like a Google map type app, but it accurately tells you whether you are on or uh, public property or private property. Uh-huh. Okay. And so what has happened uh, now with people hunting is that we didn't, people are starting to realize how many gigantic areas of public land are landlocked land. In other words- You can't get to them. You can't get to it. All the, all, it's surrounded by private property uh -huh. and you can't get there. Mm -hmm. And so there are people who find like the actual like crisscross on the acreage because it tends to go in a checkered way of what's public and private. Mm -hmm. uh, so they literally bring ladders to go over the actual, like, so in the middle of a field, a random field, you will see someone carry a ladder and pull it out and bust it out in this one specific area, and they will walk diagonally from a public parcel to a public parcel over the very corner where the other corners of where the ladder is uh, covering would be private property. Uh, and they do this oftentimes to go hunting. And so it's a big hunting thing. And so reading this, you're like, I don't know who to root for and not root for. Because <laughs> it's all these hunters getting into land of like these really rich people who like basically like to kind of co-op the public property as their own because it's not accessible. So they generally consider it their own. So you've got nuts with guns and ladders. <laughs> <laughs> Using apps. And Guns and Ladders was a less successful band yeah. in the 90s. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think we've uh, wrapped it up. Anything else? We no. covered the Emmys. We covered... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my only gig's coming up. I don't have anything until January. Nothing until January. Yeah. And what do you got there? I had some I'm just writing all the magic books. Oh, every magic book in the world. Yeah, I'm writing. here this weekend. I'm uh, Piff and I are going to finish his book for the third time. Oh, good. Oh, uh, before we leave, uh, it's Christmas season. 
and you have a board game out. I do have a board game out. Thank you for saying that. Yes. It's called You Lying Sack. <laughs> and I wrote it with, uh, I wrote, you write a game? I guess you do. I created the game yeah. with uh, Exploding Kittens. Yeah, Elan Lee. Elan Lee. And uh, it's good. I think it's really good. And I think it's in like Walmart and Target and stuff. But you can also get it online, the Exploding Kittens. There's a uh, website that they have, and it's all available there. And uh, you should go and get You Lying Sack. We're selling a lot of them at the show. Oh, that's great. It's available at the show. And soon it'll go out much bigger. It'll go out much bigger closer yeah. to Christmas. But it's very close to Christmas now. Yeah, yeah. So it'll go out bigger now. And uh, you can get a lot of places called You Lying Sack. Yeah. And it's a game that you play. My family played it. We liked it. And... Um, Oh, I'm getting it this Christmas. They did a lot of sure. testing. I hope you like it. I hope you like it. Yeah, You Lying Sack by uh, Penn Jillette, which is PJ, according to uh, Jeopardy, Yeah, and uh, which I won once. And uh, <laughs> I also hosted the International <laughs> Emmys. <laughs> and, uh, and we know the trophy woman was, if you watch that broadcast, you know the trophy woman is going commando. That was <laughs> Penn Sunday School. These are all the things we learned. We learned a lot today. You become naked. We learned so much on this show. So much. You know we love you. You got anybody to thank there, Matt Donnelly? I do. I want to thank the following people who support us at patreon.com slash pen. Once again, the highest level you get thanked at the top of the show, and you get a video from Penn that you can send to yourself or a loved one. Make sure you maybe think about that for a holiday gift. Patreon.com slash pen. These following people are at the loyal level of our Patreon supporters. Michael Torbay, Ilan Lee, Jacob McCulley, Nicole Martin, Crazy Cat Lady Scoop, Nick Hemsing, Music Man, Jamie Thrasher, Rachel Hawkins, Jake Schneider, Pete Hoke, Kelly McCauley, Jeremy Davidson, Robin Garnett, Ovi Dimitrian Jr., Jeremy R. 22, Winter Wiakowski, Kristen Kledick, Michael Cohen, Dr. Scoop Little, Joe Mastrangelo, Jeremiah Jenkins, Matt Donnelly, the Mind Noodler, upcoming shows at themindnoodler.com. Someone changed her name to that, which is so flattering. It's really nice. Uh, Jesse Miller, Alexander Hoffman, Danny Olwine, Sean Magruder, and Stephen Volcano. Thank you so much. Thank you. We love you. Bye.